From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This 22- is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. To all of our avid listeners, I know you were waiting for this episode just to see if we were going to rave or roast this movie. And for our new listeners, <laughs> oh, we got a good one in store for you. Welcome to a Speed Force Infused edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 242. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me as always is the man whose legs look like he's been hit with the Speed Force. And the irony is he hates cardio. He is Mike, also known as MFG. I just get exhausted thinking about getting onto the machine. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how, how, how good your legs look and you don't like cardio. I appreciate it, but yeah, no, I can't stand it. <laughs> All right, let's just jump right in it. I know everybody wants to know about the horror films and thrillers where black people live till the end. You know, I, I rename it all the time, but go ahead. But it's just the way it is. All right, so, you know, if you're new, you have to... Listen to my description. It's a generous description. Uh, generous. It, yeah, it really is. It's a generous description, and you just have to name the the actor or actress that has played the character that I bring up and the name of the movie that they're from. And this one, this one, if Tinkerbell and Lady J don't get this, this is a gimme. Wow. It's a literal gimme. It's a layup. It really is. It's just, it's, it's already, even, even, even you, Cap, might have a chance. Wow. I, I almost got the last one, but yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I don't remember the movie. I'm not sure. The no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I said the actor's name, and I got no, the. No, you didn't get the actor's I name. I got the franchise. No, you didn't get the actor's name. You said another show the actor was in. It's close enough. <laughs> Ralph Zero versus mine. Anyway, I want to. I want to hear what this is. Hold on. Alrighty, here we go. Ronnie is a security guard at a private boarding school where the headmistress's brother tries to kill her again after two decades. One more time for the hoes at home. Ronnie is a security guard at a private boarding school where the headmistress's brother tries to kill her again after two decades. All right, now when you want to know what the answer to that is, you're going to be listening for at the end of the quick news. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and no more cheating, Ralph. What? <laughs> it was like zero time. Well, let me introduce you and then call you by your name. Sorry zero about that. Time. Okay. So our other illustrious host doesn't only cheat on these um, these um, black people that don't die quizzes, but he's also the man that looks like he's been running throughout time and space because he's leaner than I am. And at the beginning of the show 10 years ago, that wasn't the case. He is RT squared. Ralph the Tech. So the other day. Cheater. <laughs> that was zero times. <laughs> So the other day, I was just laying in my room with my VR headset on. Where were your hands? They were on the controllers. Oh, that's what, that's that's what they call it, the joystick? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. And I find myself trapped inside this VR simulation. I had to fight my way out of it, battling dangerous beasts, going up against unsurmountable odds. But in the end, right as I was about to drive my sword into the final boss's head, a thought occurred to me. It's kind of messed up how water isn't the solution to dry skin. (laughs) That is funny, yeah. Very true. (laughs) That is funny. Right? Because, like, you got dry skin, you wet your hands, it looks all right, but then it dries again, and it's even worse. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Sometimes your thoughts that occur to you really hit home. Really hit home. Yeah, some of them, some of them. As somebody who deals with dry skin I always tries to wet them instead of getting lotion. That's me. 
Mm-hmm. Preach it to the choir. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I'm black. I knew better. Wow. <laughs> That's why you don't crack. <laughs> hey, ashiness is a fear. I hear that. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dark myself. Um, you walk down the street, shake your hand, snowstorm. Wow. No, that, that was me when I went through my hair. That's another story. On this episode, we will finally be discussing the movie that is about a superhero with speed, but you wouldn't have figured that out based on how long it took to come out between the rewrites and the global pandemic and a company buyout that changed leadership. And, oh, and most importantly, a lead actor who was troublesome. I'm putting it lightly. But Don't now... the reshoots. Oh, it was then the reshoots. But now that the, there's a product... Was all, all of it worth it? To answer these questions and more, we'll be reviewing the Warner Brothers Pictures DC Studios production of The Flash. But first, let's keep going with this Flash theme. Mike wants me to hurry the heck up with the intro. So here he is, Mike, and it's quick news. And now, the quick news, brought to you by MFG. And Ralph and Cap. And that quick news intro was brought to you by the makers of the Deluxe Intimacy and Love Discovery Object, or Dildo for short. <laughs> I think that actually would be what it would stand for. <laughs> now you gave people a reason to kind of like use a long acronym. There you go. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Well done. We're getting tons of dildo money. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting slapped in the face with it left and right. We are not Ooh. doing PG rating again after that. <laughs> Were we ever? <laughs> I was lying to myself. <laughs> All right, Mike, what you got? All right, if they're done before I have to speed slap them. All righty. How much would you spend for a brawny warrior? What? How about about $6 million, maybe? The godfather of fantasy art, Frank Frazetta. I love mm. his work. Famous, his famous 1976 painting, Dark Kingdom, became the world's most valuable work of comic book art when it sold for $6 million recently what? at Heritage Auction on June 29th. The painting shows a buff axe-wielding warrior wearing a winged helmet striding over human skeletons with a dragon's tail in the foreground. For those that may not be familiar with the picture, everyone has seen it at this point. Dark Warrior appeared on the cover of rock band Molly Hatchett's double platinum 1979 record, Flirting with Disaster, and the cover of Carl Edward Wagner's fantasy 1976 novel, Dark Crusade. The previous record was also held by Frazetta for his 1969 painting, Egyptian Queen, which appeared on the cover of Erie Magazine number 23. Egyptian Queen sold for $5.4 million. Wow. Yeah. Now, I'll say as somebody who's familiar with Frazetta's work, first off, as a young, um, I wanted to be an artist, but life changes and everything but they would give me um a lot of re- uh, books for resource uh and, and referral and, and getting to know the human anatomy and Frazetta's work is like it's alex ross times 20. yeah no Frazetta's work is it's it's phenomenal and that's not shitting on alex ross yeah. oh no it isn't i mean but no, his, Frazetta's work Frazetta's, you can tell he's very old school with them you know like i mean obviously he could never timely do an entire comic book so he was just usually co- uh, covers for magazines books and other things yes. like that but i mean his work is you, everyone has seen his work at some point. I mean, his Conan drawings alone. Yeah. Conan? What did I say? Conan, like O'Brien. What did I say? <laughs> anyway, but go also ahead, just like uh, the Egyptian Queen. I mean, like he also, whether he directly did it or not, but a lot of his illustrations were um, very um, uh, John Carter of Mars or yes. stuff like that. Yeah, his stuff is just 
incredible. His stuff, is, his stuff is amazing. He was amazing. He he passed away yeah. in uh, 2010, I believe. His, yeah. His uh, his daughter has an Instagram account that she runs for him. Oh wow. Or uh, I guess in in the for state the for the estate, probably. Yeah. And constantly putting up like just images that he drew. Yeah. And it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, these are just probably his like throwaways or maybe his his um what do they call it uh what is ske- sketches uh, sketches Not uh, the sketches, uh, rough draft like, rough draft but the other no. thing too when they call it when you're just you're trying out different things. um oh, I can't I, think of the right word for yeah. it yeah well, of course we'll be in the middle of the episode that's when we'll figure it out <laughs> we'll just blurt it out like we have Tourette's <laughs> I have Tourette's all the time are you serious Hammer Space oh no that was a few episodes ago Dildo oh no that was a sponsor <laughs> um but I'll also say before you go into your next piece um it's just one of those things when people kind of sleep on how influential comic book art is mm-hmm. and it's like well this is artwork's been around for a very long time you guys just don't recognize it yeah i mean when you figure uh you know the, the one that just sold it's been around for 50 years mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know, just, this isn't like some guy that just drew something last week i mean it's just it's really amazing yeah it's like, like, did you say dark warrior i'm sorry what was the name of the painting dark kingdom oh you thought it was like mike's nickname dark warrior <laughs> no that's his stage name that's his bedroom name. <laughs> hey, this is Dark Warrior. <laughs> now we got Mike a new nickname. Yes. Go ahead, Mike. And this is why I don't like to come and do the podcast. <laughs> you love it, Mike. Anyway, it. Uh, last but not least, who would have thought that a group of chemically transformed adolescent kung fu reptiles would have so many multi uh, uh, trans universal adventures? Yet the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have met Archie and his gang. Savage Dragon, The X-Files, mm-hmm. The Ghostbusters, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Street Fighter, and of course Batman, and that is just to name a few. So it should come as no surprise when the pizza-loving quartet meet the Hawkins, Indiana sextet to enter the Upside Down in an IDW and Dark Horse Comics crossover with Stranger Things. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles slash Stranger Things number one is set for a July 12th arrival in your favorite comic book store. I don't know how that tone's going to be because those are two totally... I mean, they're in the same era of the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, one being a uh, fictitious... I mean, they're both fictitious. But I'm like, one, really? Which yeah, one was the real you one? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? The other one. one. <laughs> well, you know, one, one, one is a cartoon and one is based in the 80s, almost like we were living through that time. But I don't know what tone they would take for that cartoon. I don't know. Or the comic, I'm sorry. I don't know. I mean, I just I know that it's going to... I think, at least at first, it's going to take place in New York because I think the... Uh, the Stranger Things people are going to New York for like like just a, a break. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Ralph, are you interested? Yes. What was the question? That's what I figured. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's all your quick that news. That is all the quick news. And before we go to me and Ralph's quick news, which I don't know if he has any, um, tell us about the black people that don't die in horror films. All right. You mean the horror films are thrills where black people live till the end? That's true. Okay. All righty. One more time. Here we go. It is such a gimme. I mean, I literally give you part of the movie in the clue. So here we go. Ronnie is a security guard at a private boarding school where the headmistress's brother tries to kill her again after two decades. I'll be Answers, honest with please. you. please. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm straight up, I don't know. I, I could You'll be, be embarrassed. I, I probably will. I'm always embarrassed. Ralph. That's a that's, good answer. That's how much dead air. No, no, it's not dead. There's a lie. You heard there were some sounds there. Yeah, yeah. It was going on. Yeah, people are just wondering, like, is that the dog? Is that the pacemaker? It's the wind between his ears. It's, it's, <laughs> yes. It's, it goes from one side to the other. No, that's that really was, how, how wind works. Exactly. <laughs> and it's back. It was the guy in that movie. Yep. 
And it was. So, of course, Ronnie, as a security guard, was LL Cool J in Halloween oh. H2O. Oh, you know what's funny? Never seen it. I've seen it. I, I, of course you have. That one I saw, and it's funny because I thought recent movie, and I was thinking, okay, it was either that, or I thought about the one with Buster Rhymes. That was another um, Halloween one. I already we, did that. Yeah, I know you already did that. Resurrection. So I said, it's not, it's not Buster Rhymes, but this sounds familiar. Damn it. Oh, I'm so mad at myself. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. You got me on this one. Right, this, it wasn't done from the different strokes. Yeah. You chose a character that his best friend hates. That's uh, true, too. <laughs> intern Joey. Shout out to Joey. Not intern Joey. Joey the intern. Intern Joey. Shout out to Intern Joey. <laughs> I might have to listen to the podcast just for that. Go ahead. He hates LL Cool J. Yeah, oh, <laughs> when we hung out the last time, yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he's not alone. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, but you don't. But, but but you're very selective on certain things you don't like. Joe likes hip hop. Like he, there's some things. That, and yes, Joe, I'm talking to you. There are things that he likes that I'm like, really, you like that? So he has a very vast like. Like he has, he likes a lot more hip hop than you do. Like you're right. very selective. He likes a lot, and for him to not, not like LL, I was very surprised. Maybe he doesn't like things that make him think of Superman. <laughs> oh gosh. He's good on NCIS Los Angeles. Though. Oh, okay. I'm sure. He's fine. I mean, he's not a great actor, but he's, he's fine enough for TV and small movie parts. He's better than Chris O'Donnell. Yes. How dare you, sir? Oh, God. Was he like on Tomcats or like part of Tomcats reunion or some shit? Because you're ready to defend him. Chris O'Donnell is a national treasure. <laughs> and should be buried. Right. <laughs> and waiting to be dug up by Nicolas Cage. Wow. <laughs> if, if they were to somehow... Uh, do something good with this current DC universe and they bring back Chris O'Donnell as a Nightwing, I will watch it. By yourself? I will watch it! Max won't even yeah, do I it. Yeah, I want to see that opening sequence when Chris O'Donnell at his current age when that'll be is swinging from the high wire. <laughs> the strong wire. You see how heavy he is? And I'm heavy, so I can say that. Um, Ralph, any quick news? You know, I had something earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And then I can't remember what it was. I bet you it's what I'm going to mention now. Go ahead. Um, uh, Ralph and I were talking about it the other day. So according to sources, um, people have been, been kind of talking back and forth on TikTok about there are multiple versions of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. It's been confirmed by, uh, by the film's associated director, um, Andy Lebitard. He basically said that there are two different versions of the movie that's in circulation now. From what I'm sorry. What's the difference between two and multiple? At first, people were saying oh, okay. at first people were saying more than more than two. Then then he he clarified oh, okay. it's only two. I'm sorry, I misspoke. But the differences in the movie don't necessarily change the plot. You know, it's not like oh yeah, he dies here and and, and he lives in, in another movie. Or it actually has an ending and one doesn't. Right? <laughs> You're still mad about that? Yes. No. What? If you don't tell me that it's a two parter, they said it. They, you said no, no, it no, quick no, no. Remember the uh, the the last two of the Harry Potter. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was called part one, yes. and the other was part, part two. Yeah, but you this did it is, in the quick news talking about that they were going to do a two-parter. Yeah, they did not call it part oh one or part goodness. two. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that the differences aren't like dramatic where it's, you know, totally different scenes. But it seems like the dialogue has been changed in, um, in each version, which conveys the same point. But some of the characters use different jokes or they do different things. There are slight camera angle changes that they've done to convey the same scene, but all the same actions still happen. Example, when uh, they're fighting the vulture inside of the Guggenheim, mm -hmm. right? That's just so fun to say. Um, Guggenheim, the holographic assistant that's with Miguel, uh, 
when she teases him, like, and he says, I need backup. And she goes, say it, say it, right? Um, when he finally says it, in one version, she gives him a thumbs up. In another version, she takes a selfie with her phone. And on the phone, it's a rabbit filter. So you see Miguel's face with a rabbit filter. Wow. Right. Probably it, because the thumbs up means something in different countries. They, they also mentioned that um, in one thing where I think um, Miles and uh, Miguel are talking and they're walking through the whole hall of all the spiders. And this is one point where all the Spider-Man, I think um, Miles says, you, you, um, don't make a joke or we're going to make a joke. Something, something about where all the Spider-Men respond. Spider people. The spider people, excuse me. All the spider people respond. All these yellow boxes come up. In the other version, um, the boxes are changed to blue. And I guess it's because they were saying that the yellow boxes represented Miles in the first movie. So I guess they changed it due to saying, okay, well, these represent all the other spider people. But there's a lot of different changes like that. So it's interesting that the Spider-Verse has, it, they, they kind of did a clue, but clue did it better. <laughs> but still, it makes well, well, Clue literally changed the ending right. at every single yeah. time, you know. But I mean, I'll say, or that, it could have been this way. <laughs> I, but but I'll say, I mean, I mean, nobody knows for sure why they um, changed the movie up um, for two different versions. Well, I'm sure the director probably knows. Yeah, I, I would hope he does. <laughs> but one thing I'll say is, for those fans who like watching a movie over and over, like shout out to Troy, shout out to myself, because I mean, I I love watching a movie three or four times. It's good to get a second or third watch and there'll be something new there. Right, that's good. Yeah. And now that it's not, and because people are like, oh, I heard of this, you know, like myth. And like, no, it's fact. There are two different versions. All right. Nice. That's good to know. All right. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> you need that as a drop. Yeah. Yes. I'll get it. Okay. You'll get nah, it. You won't use it, though. Yeah. You won't find it in time. <laughs> All we'll hear is Yay! Bring bong. Uh, Ralph uh, explains it all. <laughs> Maybe every button but that one. He's looking for it. Oh my god. Okay, so let's go into the main event. Let's go. Fuck you. Oh, there we go. Oh, he was looking for that. <laughs> all right. So let's get into it. Let's talk about what we here to came talking about. And if Ooh, you, anybody wants to diagram that uh, sentence, please send it to us. At, uh, shush, <laughs> shush. But what I was going to say was, this is um, a subject that we've been talking about for years, years, and now it's finally here. We're going to talk about the Warner Brothers Pictures and DC Studios production of The Flash. And with a synopsis, is a guy who's dying to talk about it. Mike, also known as MFG. Take it away. I anxiously await. Oh, wait, I need to eat something because I won't have enough power to get through this, <laughs> this entire review. Wow. That, that, throwing the shade before you throw the synopsis. Alrighty, The Flash is a live-action superhero film, a film based on the DC Comics character of the same name. The character Barry Allen as The Flash was created by Robert Kaniger and Carmine Infantino and first appeared in Showcase number 4 of October of 1956. The Flash movie was directed by Andy Muschietti and it's from a screenplay by Christina Hudson. Uh, the film costs $220 million and has box office receipts of $93 million domestic and $123 million international for a worldwide total on its third week of $216 million out of $220. Alrighty, the Flash movie has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 65% with an audience of 84% and an IMDb weighted average of 72 out of 100. Wow. <laughs> IMDb split it right down the middle. There's a lot of blind people out there, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh. So people that reviewed it without seeing the movie. Oh. Alrighty. <laughs> Little synopsis. After several rewrites, whole new scripts, and the fleeting departures of multiple directors, The Flash finally got its big screen solo debut. After putting a baby in a functioning microwave and assisting sad Batman and no future career Wonder Woman in stopping a hospital robbery, 
The world's fastest box office failure travels 14 years into the past to the year 2004 to stop his mom's murder and free his falsely accused father from a prison sentence. No, this is not the synopsis for nine seasons of the CW's The Flash. (laughs) This is the plot of a new movie proposed nine years ago from a comic series produced 12 years ago with the end result of a TV series that concluded four months ago. With a can of tomatoes in hand, we zoom forward from uh, 2004 to 2013, where Barry meets his mentally stunted rewritten version who has an IQ of room temperature. (laughs) After losing his speed and giving powers to his rewrite, Barry Prime realizes he has created an alternate timeline. General Zod attacks, but there is no Superman to save the world. Barry enlists the help of that timeline's Batman, who is the Keaton-verse Dark Knight that never transformed into Val Kilmer. Uh, Once the complexity of time travel is reduced to an Olive Garden meal of retro-causality, our heroes rescue Supergirl from a Siberian laboratory. Can the combined might of two dumb flashes, a geriatric billionaire in a gimp suit, and an actress who just ruined her career stop the destruction of Earth? Or will bad CGI and overcooked pasta ruin everything? (laughs) All right, starring Ezra Miller as Barry Allen, The Flash, and as Barry Allen, The Flash. Uh, Sasha Khali as Carol Zoel, Supergirl. Michael Shannon as General Zod, who regrets that. Ron Livingston as Henry Allen. Maribel Verdu as Nora Allen. Kiersey Clemens as Iris West. And here's where the fun begins. Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne Batman. Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne Batman. George Clooney as Bruce Wayne Batman. Gal Gadot as Diana Prince Wonder Woman. Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry Aquaman. Henry Cavill as Superman. George Reeves as Superman. Nicholas Cage as Superman. Christopher Reeve as Superman. Helen Slater as Supergirl. And... <laughs> Adam West as Batman. All right. (laughs) So let's go into it. Let's talk about the Flash movie. But before we even do any of that stuff, let's press that spoiler button that we pay so much money for. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that super fast spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions. What was that? It went by so quick. It was a stush. Gonna watch that Flash movie? No, I'm just gonna read this stush postcard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about it. The Flash. We, and, and I keep reiterating the fact that we've been talking about this for years. Not, and it's not an exaggeration. We've been talking about this almost as long as we've been doing this podcast. I was just thinking that. <laughs> We're going on 10 years. It started nine years ago as a serious talk from the, from the studios. Wow. That's amazing. So let, now, now that we have the movie, let's talk about it. So, um, ah, how, okay. So my, my thing about the movie um, is that I know before the movie came out, people already had their feelings about this version of Barry Allen. So whether it was um, Batman v Superman and um, the, 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 the Joss Whedon Justice League and then the Zack Snyder Justice League, people felt a certain way about um, Ezra Miller's Barry Allen. Now, obviously, we've got issues with Ezra Miller as a human being, but we're not going to get into that right now. Um, how did you feel about Barry before he met the other Barry? How did you feel about his portrayal? Was he more likable? Did they put him in a, in a better light in the beginning of the film? I mean... In the beginning of the film, he didn't really have anybody to play off of to seem annoying because he just seemed like he was in a hurry to, to get to work. And then, you know, he's saving, doing just doing his Flash thing. And even the interaction with uh, um, Batman with Batman and Wonder Woman was very short. So you don't really get that whole like, you know, like he didn't really seem as annoying as he did in the Justice League movie. And then afterwards, you get an even more annoying one. So, 
I don't know. It's, it's hard to gauge at that point. Cause <laughs> okay. Because like if you don't have anything to to reference against him, then there's he just seems normal, right? <laughs> that's, that's that's hard to say. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean, the character is just annoying. It's it's their portrayal of the way they've written Barry Allen, um, and it's also annoying, which has nothing to do with uh, with Ezra Miller's performance at all. Is that Let's see. We have the Flash being late to work. It has been done mm-hmm. to death, and we've watched it for nine years. You know, um, it, it's to the point that even with trying to, you know, suspend your disbelief, you're just like, you could just go somewhere real fast and get your food that obviously you need. Which we'll get to that in a moment, real soon, because that'll be coming up. But uh, it, it's it is just this ho hum opening that just felt like, oh. Grant Gustin couldn't come in for The Flash this week, so they got Esmer Miller to come in for the same thing that we've watched for nine years. You know what's funny, Mike? I agree with you, but I did like the I like what they try to do with the opening because as much as you're saying we've done it for nine years, there's a lot of people who haven't watched The Flash show. And there's a lot of people that are coming into this movie and watching The Flash with fresh eyes in regards to um, cinematic. So I like the fact that they brought this idea of, because it reminds me of the comic, it reminds me of... When they when they reintroduced Barry Allen to um, the comic universe, what was it 2010, 2009, mm-hmm. um, when Jeff Johns had reintroduced him into, into the world, the whole idea that he's the fastest man in the world, but he's always late and that whole thing. So I like the fact that he did that, but I disagree with what Ralph said about he didn't have nothing to bounce it off when he was talking with those people and he changed it to the Flash and then there was the fans and mm-hmm. they were talking. I was already annoyed. Right. Yes. <laughs> I was but, like, because that, that shut the blank that, up that led into the i don't even know why you're posing as if someone's going to put you on top of a, an award before you run mm-hmm. I, I don't understand any of that but yes it, he became annoying for me though even with fresh eyes it's the thing that just gets me is it's what they actually by season two probably if, if not even somewhere in season one had kind of conquered is that there's one thing if this is the day after you got your speed you're still trying to figure this out no this isn't him he's he's very well aware of how to use his powers he's been around what does Grant Gustin do when he's getting slow? He just speeds out of there and leaves the money behind. Mm-hmm. It's, you're, you're not going to sit there and just let the world move slow around you. You, wouldn't, you literally would not have the patience for it. You know, and it's not being rude. You're not hurting anybody because you're, you're paying for the food. It, it's, and that, I think, is what's tiring about it because it's just like it's, it's right up there with watching Spider-Man in the comics with the, oh, I let people crap all over me when I'm Peter Parker because I don't want them to know I'm Spider-Man. That has nothing to do with anything. You know, you're, you're still a human being. And, and like watching him mumble and stumble and da 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 in this movie, I'm just like, you're still a person. Just speak up. <laughs> you know, or go somewhere else and get your food. You're the fastest man on earth. <laughs> I, 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 I hear you. It was just one of those things that I, I liked what they were trying to do because it did feel like something, you know, it was a different kind of an intro. And we got right to the action. We got right into, okay, something's going down. Um, I, I, shout out to um, Jeremy Irons and Alfred. One of my underrated Alfred because they didn't use him enough mm-hmm. I loved I, was, I never thought I would love Jeremy Irons as Alfred I'm, I'm all in I'm like I wish we had more but I digress right. I love his like, snarky quips because that's where it works because Jeremy Irons it's like wow Scar's doing Alfred pretty well but anyway <laughs> but you get right into the action it's not like oh we're going to build up and then we're going to have no we go right into this some, there's some kind of action going on so I like what they did but it was just all of it was annoying and then the jokes seemed kind of annoying even before we got into Batman telling him what he needs to do. So the scene where he's outside of the coffee shop getting ready to run, mm-hmm. all that it was missing was someone with a Sega controller pressing down an A rapidly to charge it. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Cooper. There you go. He'll get it. Yeah, he'll definitely get that one. Um, but yeah, when he, fi- when he finally gets to, you know, 
what's going on. So there's like a, um, a hospital, you know, that's falling apart. And I guess Batman is. Well, there was a robbery and then they set off explosives. Right. And, you know, just like at this flash, you know, you speed to the scene and then you stop and do nothing as you see people trying to run away from a building and a ground that's crumbling. You don't race ahead at your super speed and grab any of the people. You just stand there and look at everything, which with his, and he has to have super speed sensory, because right. otherwise he would just die the moment he ran. He can think and see faster than the motion of what's going on, mm-hmm. which didn't explain why, like for instance, when he gets hit in the head, with a candy bar or whatever it is from these girls when he needs food that he just doesn't pick up off the ground or catch before it hits the ground at his super speed and then takes off because this Barry Allen needs, I don't know, one candy bar equals able to run the speed of light. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know what kind of calorie conversion it goes for because they show us right away, right away, that he needs calories. He can't seem to figure out to get them from any place else in the world besides that one store Mm -hmm. in this bustling city, but he needs calories in order to effectively save these people and all these babies, which we will get to these horrible Oh, we're going right right next. Um, next. But meanwhile, it's like the, the small amount of food that he eats, it's like, I need more food than that to do a normal 15 minute workout. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but this is enough to get you through traveling faster than the speed of light. <laughs> I, I like the fact that they introduce, because that's some of the things that they don't, they, it, they sometimes introduce and they forget, depending on who's writing the flash or who's right. presenting the flash, the whole idea that he needs to eat a lot of calories in order to be able to keep. So I like the fact that they reintroduce that and they put that in the movie, but you're right, the conversion. But it's Chekhov's gun. It's Chekhov's, yeah, it's Chekhov's gun. restaurant menu at this yeah. point. If you don't use this as a plot device, then what did you bring it up for? This was fan service. And this is going to be one of the many things that are just fan service. And unfortunately, too much fan service can just ruin the point because you're just throwing a fan service. You're not building an actually good story. Right. And that's one of the many examples of that. Well, let's go into what happened. I mean, because, I mean, the one thing I'll say is that one thing that Mike's complained about, Ralph, I don't know if you're complaining about it as much, but Mike made a big complaint years ago talking about Man of Steel, talking about the one thing that DC movies don't do very well, that Marvel does very well, is the idea that keeping the idea of you're saving the innocent. And at least he did that. At least it wasn't a, 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 a Zack Snyder dark destruction, you know, buildings falling down. You know, Flash did end up saving, before we get to the babies. I, I, I want to hear them splat on the ground. You're a sick fuck. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, the views of Mike do not reflect those of the other members of Meanwhile. <laughs> the other members, not even the names. <laughs> That's how I refer to you guys. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> but, but, but can we at least say they, they, they did that? Oh, yeah, of course. Before well, they got of course to the baby. trying to save the day. Yeah, but remember how many times we've seen in Zack Snyder movies. Think about um, um, the beginning of Batman v Superman and no. you're watching Ben Affleck. No, I'm not going to ever think about the beginning wow. of the movie. I actually don't remember how it begins. Well, because it begins with the whole destruction of, of Metropolis where, and um, from Ben Affleck's point of view as oh. Bruce Wayne. And you see the buildings collapsing, the kid is there and, and that, whole, that whole spiel. That was dark. At least Flash saved some people before we get to the baby shower. What the hell? It's <laughs> the weirdest baby shower I've ever been to. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know who thought that babies falling out of a 30th floor, I don't know, <laughs> nursery of a hospital um, was the place to start your action or, or ever to put your action in. Um, it was weird. But like the CGI, those babies, it, they all look like the, the CGI was bad enough. They all looked like the dancy baby from the early 2000s. Oh, wow. They did. It, they, they, had this head, plastic, they had this plastic blankness to them and i'm like 
this is what you're giving us? I don't know. And then there's rumors, or I should say whispers, not rumors, that they're like, oh, no, it was intentional because that's like the view of the world through the speed, speed force. force. I'm like, yeah. no, no, that's, that's just shitty CGI. Don't, don't, yeah. You know, I tell people like, <laughs> that, you know, like, don't, don't sprinkle, you know, sugar over a pile of shit and tell me it's oatmeal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know. I was watching a, a review on this that they had on Screen Crush on YouTube. Ryan Aries, shout out to Ryan Aries, that's my guy. Yes. And uh, one of the writers for the show went to go see the preview of The Flash, right? Mm -hmm. And he, at the time, he was hopeful because he thought it was like a, you know, it's a, a pre-production uh, version version of the movie. You know, they're still working on stuff. And then when it came out and he goes and he's like, what the hell? This is the same shit I saw. <laughs> I thought they were fixing yeah. this. Nope. So now it changed his view from back then because then he's like, oh, okay, no, then that, yeah. yeah. He, he was just hopeful that, they was, that they're going to fix all that bad CGI. Yeah. And they didn't. Um, I don't know what was worse, the bad CGI or the bad jokes and the whole thing while he's going through the entire thing. Now, mind you, we all know they took from X-Men and Quicksilver. Right. They, took, they took with that whole slow motion and he's moving within that time, but if they did I it worse. could capture time in a bar. And I love that one better. Even mm -hmm. though X-Men redid it in their next sequel and they didn't even do as good of a job, but it was still better because than this. It's really just a, it's a one-trick joke and once you do it once... You don't ever need to see it again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the best one was in, in uh, first class. That was just, but yeah, yeah. I was saying like you don't need to see it again. But I mean, this flash, you know, saving the babies and the baby in the microwave. Well, once he did that, I was like, oh, especially the fact that it dinged. I'm like, well, we all know that when you unplug the microwave, it stops because that's why you always have to reset the clock. So you're basically kind of telling me this microwave was still going on. And he put a baby in it. Well, <laughs> I mean, granted, we know that couldn't be true because, again, it's unplugged. But this is kind of what you've given us. You know? He did touch the microwave. So there's an implication that his energy traveled. and Then that means the microwave was working. So in yes. other words, either way, it's either, either working way, or not. It's screwed. Either <laughs> right. way, it's screwed. But also, you he put a baby. A baby. Right. Or also, you also put a baby in a very cramped space with a door closed. Sealed, airtight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, even even when DC tries, they still fail. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Emmett from Marvel. I know that you're listening to this one and saying, "I told you, this is why DC sucks." It makes you wonder if, like Ezra Miller had that in his contract. He's like, "I need to put at least one baby in a microwave." Well, the way he treated people in real life, I, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't take the babies away. <laughs> so, <laughs> well done, well done. But I, I think that baby shower was almost like. Um, a microcosm of like the entire movie, like of what they were trying to do. I felt like, in my opinion, so they were really throwing the babies out with the bathwater. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Good. Up top, bro. Good job. Um, but I, what I was actually saying is that this movie tried to do too many, too, too many things and fail on all on, on all places. Yep. They try to be real funny, and then they try to be real poignant and and and, and real like you know deep and, and kind of touch into that Zack Snyder universe, and they fail, which we'll go into in a second. Um, because after the baby shower, now we see, for once, we see Batman, Wonder Woman, and The Flash together, and it's not the Justice League movie. How do we feel about that? Well, happy that it wasn't the Justice League movie. Right. <laughs> I'll say this. I love the way Batman, because he, in our universe, it was black. Now he's wearing that dark the blue. The dark blue, yeah. I love, I love the way that, that looks. It was always the best. It was yeah. great. I thought it was hilarious how, like, I, I mean, I saw that coming a mile away. The whole lasso of truth around him, and he's going to speak the truth. Mm -hmm. But it was still hilarious to see my ego is too big to say, for me to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, why 
watching yeah. them. Watching them together was kind of fun. It's cute. I don't need to see them together again because it's, it's, cute. it's again, because it's like, it's a moment. We are, it's not even like going, oh, it's a moment, but wouldn't it be great if there's a movie? Oh, I don't know what it would be like. I've seen the movie. <laughs> I've seen them together. Well, except for The Flash. I've seen a movie twice <laughs> with at least two out of the three of them. So I don't need to see another one ever. And Gal Gadot, like, this is her second walk on, smile, and walk off. I'm like, is this your entire career now? I mean, it's probably safer. Imagine all the people. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, she got a cool million out of that, at least. I mean, at least, but still. I mean, I'm not, look, I'm not caring about the money. It's like, is this where your career is gone? Because eh, it's yeah. not the best move you might think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yes, it was, was it a nice thing? Yes. But again, it was nothing that it's, you're talking about a divisive movie. So, is it cool seeing them? In a way, but it makes me remember Justice League. Justice League is not considered a really good movie by most people. I, I, I'll disagree with you and I'll say this, that you do think about Justice League, but I don't think about that Justice League that we, that the both versions we got, I think about what we could have had. Because this was a different tone than both Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder. This was a total, like, even that little 10 minutes, I guess they were on screen together, or maybe five, but just them working together, it felt different. I'm like, wow, if we would have got something like this, I would have been kind of on board with it. Yeah, but that's a lot of thinking of, you know, we got the movie. They spent millions of dollars on the movie. We got their vision. <laughs> you know, this is just a pipe dream vision. And I, I get it. I, I understand right. what you're saying. But it's like, no, no, again, this isn't like this is the first time we're seeing them together. And wouldn't it be great if they made a movie? They made a movie. You failed. <laughs> we saw them write um, dialogue for Batman. You failed. <laughs> you know? Because yeah, well, everyone's like, well, his Bruce Wayne was great. I'm like, yes, but unfortunately, he's Batman. <laughs> well, let's let's go into that because because now after after they save the day, Batman and Flash have, have a conversation. I mean, there's a couple things that go on. We we see that you know Flash is uh, unsuccessful on helping his dad, you know, with his court case. We see um, at some point that Flash talks with Batman about, you know, we, we see that Flash has no friends. We still we're still on this beat of Flash having no friends. Yeah. And then we have the whole thing with Iris, and I don't mean to throw all that because that happened within within a 15 minute span. It really spells out like a really depressing Wally. Like a, like, like, well, it would be if he was Wally. Sorry, sorry, Barry. <laughs> I, I wish it was Wally. In my head, I wanted to be Wally. I'd rather be Wally. I happen to like Barry. I don't like <laughs> Wally. But, I mean, I, I, I see Ben Affleck and I'm like, this. I love his Bruce Wayne. But it just in the comparison to Barry, Barry just seems so, like, I don't know, pathetic. Well, see, this is what I think is funny. Like, like I said, like, you know, going back to what we started with, you know, oh, we open up with this very typical scene, blah, 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 and then you rewrote entire Flash. This is my whole problem. It's like, well, then rewrite him, period. Why is he always late? It makes no sense. He's got super speed. Like, you've, you've already rewritten him. Don't, don't give me half service, <laughs> you know, because this is, you, you've written literally the opposite of what Barry is in every manner. You know, he's, he is a highly intelligent person, that is just the heart and soul of the Justice League. He is the person that, I mean, they'll all fight for each other, but they, would, they all would lay down for Barry because, I mean, that man would go the extra mile. Really fast, but the extra mile. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Wow, we're hitting a lot of them today. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I don't like that portrayal, that loner, that, that just everything. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't work for him. And it doesn't make any sense. And it just seems like the movie made a shift. Like, like I told you, it was going from ha-ha, funny, babies falling out the window to, you know, my mom was killed. Did she fall out of a window with a baby? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh okay. I thought, it, I thought it was related. I mean, how do we feel about that beat? Because they, that, then they, they introduced the idea of, 
what happened with the dad. And of course, they're spelling it out for the people who haven't really watched or who know about the Flash, but they show, you know, glimpses of that day. I mean, it, but I just feel like it was just such a shift. And it was just such a stark shift. Well, they realized that they had to get the, they, even though they had two hours and 24 minutes, they seemed to be running around <laughs> trying to get time in. And I'm like, well, if you didn't have all the crappy stuff, you'd have time for a good story. But oh, never mind. You're just going to put in more crappy stuff and fan service because that's pretty much what this movie is, you know. Ralph, what do you think? Uh, in regards to like you know like how they, how Barry was portrayed, especially at that point of the movie where all the heroing is done. Now you got this bum ass Barry. Bum ass Barry. Yeah, uh, it makes me kind of sad that they now made him, uh, I guess, Spanish. Well, I didn't understand how he became Hispanic. Um, And for what purpose someone even thought this was was useful to the story. I'm like, I'm like, if like now if they brought in like uh, Sofia Vergara as the mom for some good laughs and whatnot, you'd be like, okay, I still don't understand. But it's like for a while I said, okay, you know what, maybe maybe Esmeralda, maybe they are part Hispanic. Right. You know, this could be. I I don't know anything about them. Nope. Nope. Jewish, Dutch, German. That's what mom and dad are. So I'm like, so not only did you go out of the way to make Flash Hispanic, which is, again, anyone on this podcast, first of all, I'm I'm working with two uh, two Latinas (laughs) here, and and one head up is what made the point. But it's not about that. It's it's no care. It was what was the purpose. It it served no purpose at all except for someone to say a couple of words in Spanish and for her to have an accent that sounded really sweet and mommy. And to have some Spanish music. Right, yeah. It it made no purpose. And then also in this day and age, I'm not saying everything has to be whatever the character is, but you've made a character Hispanic and the actor isn't Hispanic. Yeah. Why? (laughs) His white side comes out more. (laughs) Even if Ezra Miller played, they say, okay, he was Hispanic. I mean, as as a Latin guy, I'd be like, here we go again. But I'm like, okay, in the story, he's half... I'm hey, like, don't Ricky Martin him. Don't Ricky. Wow. <laughs> well, I meant whitewash. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was gonna say because you know the Menendez thing. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. We won't go into that. Oh, we're getting no menudo out of this. Wow. <laughs> you know, you know, menudo is really good. By the way, it's a Mexican food. But that's another story. <laughs> oh, I won't even make that joke. I'll make it after the podcast. Um, yeah. So before we get into him actually running and going and changing the timeline, we meet Iris West again. Now, Iris West was shown briefly in the Snyder cut of the um, of, of Justice, Justice League. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about this Iris West? <sighs> wow. Yeah, I, I don't see. Honestly, that was another thing. I was like, why introduce her in this movie? You're not going to do anything with her. She has so limited screen time. You literally could have had any other character be this reporter that causes him to yeah. you know whatever well, why her I mean I, I mean I will definitely say part of it of course is because just like why is Lois Lane in every Superman movie because that's his love interest I, I'll give you rod. yeah the lightning rod oh, please don't start uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that but and I in this particular movie even if that wasn't even if Iris was like vaguely in the Flash's comic life I hate to say it, but I also believe they, they had to put that in because people are like, is the Flash gay? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad. It's sad, but wow, true. You, you know, no, it's, you're sad, but true. So they're at least that. No, no, no. He's just really awkward. And see, see, he likes girls. And, you know, and then, you know, because they even, you know, get together, even though nothing happens. But like they at least get together by the end. It's like, oh, no, he likes girls, you know. And so there's definitely that, especially oh with this actor portraying 
Right. Flash. Again, yeah, I'm not, I, I and I'm not saying it's season. right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I guarantee you that's part of the thought. That, that, no, <laughs> that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't like it, but it makes sense. Yeah. It's a waste then. At least yeah. make her something a little bit more integral to the story. And also interesting. I mean, you know, I'm sure she's a fine actress. I, I don't know her, but I mean, they just, she was just, if they had just been like, all right, for a stand in, just give me a piece of liver on the screen, <laughs> you'd be like, I didn't know she changed it. It's, it's, it's basically so. So when your when your dad killed your mother, how did that feel? Yeah, I was like, yo, you you a little pushy there. <laughs> if oh, the future I, says me and you are together, that's so, so when done. Your dad was just leaning over your mom's body, just gushing blood all over. <laughs> he was probably hell, just crying like the devil took his soul. His mother's blood was all over. How did you feel? <laughs> I, I just didn't think that she was charming enough. Like it's no. almost the same way I feel that. Um, in Superman Returns, who played Lois Lane in that one? The uh, Brandon Ralph one? I, I'm, is it Kira Knightley? No, it's not Kira Knightley. No, 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 it's not her. I can't, it's, it's escaping Amy, me. no? No, no. Well, no, no. in any event, that Lois no, that's, Lane. that's the latest one. That Lois Lane couldn't even hold a candle to Margot Kidder because there's just something about oh, Lois Lane. Margot fantastic. Oh, Mar- I lo- no, I'm saying she couldn't hold yeah, a candle. No, I'm just saying Margot Kidder was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you looked at me like I cursed at you. Oh, like, no, I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, no, she's fantastic. But, and the reason why I say that is because I think about Iris on the show. Who I who, who that's who I naturally compared yeah. to. Well, I mean, she's good. Yeah, and, and it's, it's just like this girl was not interesting. There was nothing lovable. She was quirky, and she you could see she cares about Barry. And there's, there was that, but it just didn't seem like the, the chemistry was. It was there. also yeah. I was gonna say there's no chemistry. That's the thing. Like like you know, no matter who wants to argue about what, like uh, was it Candace Patton yeah. and and Grant Gustin had good chemistry together. You know, yeah, almost as good as him and Joe. <laughs> yeah. They had the best chemistry. <laughs> We're gonna start talking about the show yeah. instead of the, the movie. <laughs> Kate Bosworth. Kate, oh, good right. job, thanks, That's bro. Right. Oh, so you cheated. There you go. <laughs> cheating is called I'm, Google. I know it. Yeah, <laughs> kids call it cheating. Too. I didn't know I was taking a test. Uh, <laughs> we passed. You're always taking a test, right? But Barry and Joe's chemistry on the Flash always reminds me of mine and my dad's. Nice. Yeah. Uh, really shout out to Julio, RP Julio, man. Um, so now we go into. Flash actually stepping into the Speed Force. Well, after talking with Bruce, he gets this idea in his head. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Well, not really. Like, he had the idea beforehand, but he, he starts to realize that he can make a change to the past. I'm just moving us past his initials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because because in my head, it's like it goes from the apartment where he's talking to, to where, where he actually gets it from Iris. Right. Because right. he's talking to Iris, right. and then he talks to Bruce. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just moved it ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so we get there, but I wanted to talk about the way they visualized time travel. It's a VCR. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. it kind of is. Yeah, well, he was like a speed trackball. Yeah, but I mean, it's not even just that. I mean, it, did well, it work? Did it not work? No. <laughs> God, did the God, idea? Did, no. no. Visually, did it work? And no. Did the idea work? No. Two words. Chrono ball. There you go. Chrono ball. Yeah. What the fuck? Also, because it's one of my notes. I mean, I'm like, okay, so he runs faster than the speed of light. Creates a chrono ball, which is some kind of like ball. I said. I thought it was ball. Chrono ball. He no, he called it ball because of the sh- the shape of, of everything. The, the, oh, the ball. oh, okay. I thought I thought they said ball. Whatever. Okay, Chrono Ball. Um, well, he's in a ball though. He's in a ball. Right. I, but the whole thing looks like a ball. Oh, okay. Whichever. But he's in the, and he's still in a Chrono Ball. He still sucks. Running. Right. He's running <laughs> in it, and he's running faster than the speed of light. Which I don't know how you accidentally run faster than the speed of light. You know, but you start running and you sneeze. I, I guess so. Um, but then. I mean, I'll give you, because it's, it's superhero science, I'll give you that he's running faster than the speed of light, he's generating this perfect sphere around himself, but then he stops. Yeah. Doesn't, you know, if you stop, speed stops. Yes. So, so the chrono ball and the chrono bowl should have just disappeared. 
but he just stops. And I'm like, I, I don't understand what you're trying to tell me physically because don't you even think it. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't make any kind of logic sense. And whatever it is, I guarantee you, I can refute it. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. It was almost like it. you felt rain was coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so except, except my, my butthole was, was aching. <laughs> that explains volumes. <laughs> what are you going to say, please? Many scholars have written not one countless, countless papers on this subject, and none can come to a conclusion. Neither can I. For this makes no goddamn <laughs> sense. <laughs> this has been Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. That's probably your best one so far. I mean, that guy's a fucking genius. Yeah, he's something all right. <laughs> he's a genius. Um. I kind of like when people play with different ideas with time because everybody don't know. Exactly. We don't know. So you can't have fun with it. So I, so if, I mean, I wasn't bothered the fact that he ran and that he stopped because maybe the force that he created makes him kind of, you know, stuck in this ball, ball, whatever, you know, and he's, and he's there because he's already generated the power. So he doesn't have to keep going. It just, (sighs) you know what that that scene was missing besides sense. (laughs) Uh, just the the song. If I could turn back time, just playing slowly. No. Chair, <laughs> chair would have been like no. <laughs> oh God, no, it's it's it was annoying um, to to see. Like I say, it was it was horrible um, VFX CGI. It was just all of it was horrible. It's involving him running, which anything involving him doing that stupid flash run, that silly run that we've been talking about for years. We can. I've have, hated it since the first. This whole episode could just be. On how stupid Hitch's run is. Yeah. No one runs like that yeah. in real life. But like I said, you can almost, and again, the answer is still no, but almost get away with it when he's the Flash because you're just moving at this ridiculous speed. We're seeing him at a slow down motion. When he loses his speed mm-hmm. and then tries to run like that with this, this, this overstep and the arms flailing, mm-hmm. it's like no one runs like that. Little, have you ne- little, little as an kids, actor, little, have you never little, seen a run? Little kids do. <laughs> Not little kids that don't have scars on their face. I, I guarantee you, and, and I'm, I'm going to ask everybody to make this comparison. When you guys go home, your homework is to turn on the Bronx Tale and watch Cologelo run. He runs like the Flash. I swear. <laughs> look at, look at the Bronx Tale. about the arms going out. We're talking about the, 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 the legs. Like his, yeah. his toes are as stretched out and his legs are stretched out mm-hmm. before his foot hits the ground. I'm like, you can't run like that. You just fall. That's what you do, you know. Or you look like a goof, which is also what you do. <laughs> um, but anyhow, so he's in his Corona Ball. He's able to, to track ball through time, and eventually he runs into this evil force that's in that, the that, that pushes. Well, yeah, after that pushes at, well after he fixes the, the time, he moves True. the, you know, he moves the tomato can so this way his father can find it and all that other stuff. No, no, oh, I'm he, sorry. No, no, no. He I'm puts sorry. the tomato can inside in the, in, cart. In the, in the cart, and then yeah. as he's going back to his time. Some somebody pushes him out of the the chrono ball and he lands what he thinks is it's his now, time. But it's 2013 only. Right. And he and he bumps into his mom and his dad. His mom and dad are alive and they're happy to see him. And well, his mom is alive. His dad was. Alive. His, mom, his mom's alive. His dad's there, happy to see him. And his um, you start figuring out that Barry's not quite where he thinks he is because he's in college at that point. Yeah. He's not in Kansas anymore. Right. And then runs. We we meet Barry too. Yes. Yes, we do. More annoying Barry. I was about to say, it's kind of why I started the question with, was Barry less annoying in the beginning of the No, he was annoying, just a different annoying. This one was just flat out like, I'll just murder you and and deal with the sentence. Like his dad would have just killed him. He would have been like, I didn't kill your mom in that that timeline, but I 
I definitely killed you. But do you think that, <laughs> that, that also is useful? I mean, maybe it wasn't, it, 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 it made him to be annoying. But what the, one of the points they bring up later on is that because Barry didn't deal with the strife of losing his mom, he doesn't gain some of the values and some of the things that he treasures, which is Let, important. Let's just put it this way. Out of what we saw on that screen, just on the screen, I don't want to hear about anecdotal this and, oh, I knew this. But no, just on the screen. Mm -hmm. You think he got into college? Because that's, what oh, no. that's right, exactly that's my whole point. We're not talking about like, oh, he might be um, a little less uh, independent because obviously his, his folks are around. No, we're not talking about. I'm talking about the fact that he acts like someone removed part of his brain, like he's a literal idiot. Yep. He, he's not just like socially awkward like our Barry. He's an idiot. Right. And that is just like no, I'm I no, because <laughs> unless you're telling me that your mom's death is the only thing that stopped you from being an idiot. <laughs> So what you're saying is that in this timeline, Barry's parents did an Aunt Becky? An Aunt Becky. He, yeah. he, he doesn't know that reference. I don't think I do. So uh, the woman who played Aunt Becky in Full House. Oh, I never watched that show. Laura, Laura Laughlin. Laura Laughlin. Uh, her and her husband. Paid uh, to get the kid in. I know what yeah. she did. I just yeah. never watched the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's an Aunt Becky. Oh. Well, it, it sounds probable. It, 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 Except they're not that wealthy. <laughs> I just think that they so took they, him to a building and said it's college and don't come back until like three months from now. That's what I, th and he would never notice the difference. <laughs> Probably not. One of the things I didn't expect was when, when obviously he meets his other self and he starts talking, he starts realizing, he starts realizing that, um, that he might not have his powers, you know, so therefore he has to, you know, take young, um, well, Barry too. Day, he realizes the day that he's there is the day he got his powers. Right. So he's, Forces his way into the into the police precinct, goes into the, into the forensic lab to kind of recreate this accident or set it up so that the accident can happen to Barry Number Two. Yeah, right. And then he gets struck by lightning through. It goes through Barry One, hits Barry Two, and Barry One loses his powers. Makes no uh, sense, but go on. No, well, how do we like this? Because you know, if you would have given Barry all these powers in the book, in the Flashpoint book, which this movie. Well, he does lose his power when he gets yeah, back in time. Right, yeah. but, but he loses right. it when he, once, right. he gets, once he gets there, which right. makes sense. Right. Well, But that's because he goes back to his present. Right. So that made uh, the flashpoint in the story made more sense. Right, well, because well, he undid any reason that the accident would have happened, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, this one is because you didn't, the reason it doesn't make any sense to you, Cap, is because you didn't explain it the right way. The, the way to explain it is Barry 1 takes Barry 2 to cre recreate the accident. Lightning Bolt goes through Barry 1, Transfers all the power to Barry too, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> that's that's the part that you left out. Uh, well, well, the thing that really disappointed me was exactly what you explained. Barry one thinks he still has his powers, and then him trying to run. Yes. When 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 the when the, when the authorities arrive, we realize that somebody broke in. Let's run. And I'm like, what are we watching? And also, and once again, we got the, back to super silly again. Yeah. And also. Are you trying to tell me that he only notices his power, having the power, when he actually starts to run? Like, there is no sense that he feels different. Mm -hmm. Again, like we said earlier, which they don't address, except for when they do address, like, he has super sense of speed. He sees things rapidly. He has to, you know? So you don't notice any of that's not there at that point. <laughs> you know, you just think, oh, I just feel less, just like I used to 10 years ago, <laughs> you know? I feel like when I used to be married. Do you notice anything different about me? No. Are you sure? No. <laughs> 
kind of like that. Well, there's that costume. Oh, it's tight in the crotch. Well, you know, I get the humor, but if it was really tight in the crotch, just don't make it tight in the crotch. Yeah. Right. Why did you Let make this tight in the crotch? It's like, like <laughs> it was just one of those things. I'm like, ah, this is the funny part. I keep forgetting. Clearly, his tailor was not Edna Mode. <laughs> well, he didn't have a cape, so it should have been. Nah, that didn't look like Batman's work. tailor was not Edna Mode. Shoot. No, that was when she started doing capes. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we even get to Batman, what did you guys think about the 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 the, the quick scene that they have both Barrys and, and we meet Barry Barry Two's roommates, who are the, who are actually people from the other world, and they're talking about all these '80s references. How tiring was that? Like tiring. oh, like the whole Eric Stoltz Back to the Future that whole thing. Yeah. I'm like, it went way too long. Right. So I agree that it went way too long. But I like the fact that it's rooted in uh, some truth right. because all the characters that they said were people that were possible castings for those movies. Right. That's fine. But again, any normal person, if you're stuck back in time, you were like, oh, yeah, Back to the Future. You know, it's Michael J. Fox. No, it was, it was Eric Stoltz. You'd be like, no, it wasn't. And then you stop and think. Yeah. You wouldn't go into this long yeah. ass, supposedly fun conversation with and, all And that's people. my thing. It, it, there's parts where it could have been quick to the point, and I saw where they were getting at, and it didn't feel organic. It felt like, oh, let's let's make a bunch of '80s references to make sure that we understand that we're that you know that we're in the '80s and '90s, and you know that's mm-hmm. where we are. It just didn't feel organic, like part of the plot. I was like, let's just add this to you know fluff and filler and f- fun. Yeah, all those Fs, alliteration. <laughs> I'm great. Yes, I mean the 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 whole purpose that. That movie, uh, that movie, that scene was therefore was just to illustrate the butterfly effect of Barry's mm-hmm. choice. Right. It was just to show so that way when I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. Go when, ahead. when we get to Batman and he gives his whole spaghetti reference of how uh, when you change one thing, it also changes the past and the future. Which go and figure that one that makes no sense. Again, yeah. we've never time traveled. I'm not telling. Uh, but <laughs> you've never time traveled. It doesn't make sense. If you want to tell me butterfly effect going forward, because again, I know we're, we're linear beings because that's how we perceive time. That's how we perceive history. I get that. And I'm not saying that there can never be, but for a movie purpose, which we have to rely on, that science makes you go, I'm going to suspend my dis. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> you know, if you're telling me that changing something not only changes forward, but also backwards and to the side, that makes no sense at all. Like, that would then mean that the timeline in the universe somehow knew I was going to do this and then went, well, if he touches that, I'm going to fuck this up in the past. Yeah. Like, like, that makes no sense at all. If I, if I moved one can of tomatoes in 2004, it somehow stops someone being born <laughs> you know, or it changes a Bruce Wayne altogether. <laughs> you know, how do we like? Oh, go ahead, Ralph. So when we saw this in the movie theater, I literally saw Mike's disbelief coming back. <laughs> he had suspended it from the beginning, and then he said, "No, no, no, no! You're unsuspended. Come back. Come here. Sit right next to me. You know what? Sit on my lap. Come We're on. gonna watch here this go. together." No. Yeah. Oh no! And then it suspended again, but this time dangling from a rope. <laughs> <laughs> My disbelief hung itself. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it's Shawshank Redemption itself. <laughs> um, so we, so now I'm glad you skipped ahead. We so, so we meet this Bruce Wayne. We meet Michael Keaton again as Batman. How do we feel about the introduction and just the fact of having him back? I'll, I'll say this. All right, it was great to see Michael Keaton uh, back as Batman. All right, he even with like the old man hair and everything, he looked great. His stunt double did incredible work, incredible work. Um, but uh, Michael Keaton delivered his lines really well. 
the funniest shit was when they're in the missile silo and he's like, all right, how much do you weigh? And you think he's going to pull out something really crazy. And it's just a tape measure. <laughs> it's measure. But it's, it's, it's really cool because he's, he's doing these calculations. He's like, all right, I need this much money force. But if you know so, the movie, that's from the, that's from yeah, the original movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I'm like, this, this is great. He's, he's doing a great, a great job. If the movie was just him, it would have been great. Well, but they had a well. I mean, yeah, could have been uh, theory. Theory, yes. <laughs> uh, but then you include, you know, the stupid flash in there, and you're like, oh. Well, but that's what I mean. Everybody, you know, my first answer to everybody, they were like, "How was the flash?" I'm like, "Well, it was a, it, it was signs of a possible okay Batman movie that they just kept ruining by throwing the flash in it." But uh, <laughs> it was great to see Keaton to a point, um, and, and not that, I agree and, to not a that point. he did anything wrong or anything like that. I mean, it was just it's just to a point because again, it was just fan service. It was just like you said, he's delivering this you know lines that are familiar, or you're telling me that like because this is obviously many years later, even for his time, yeah. and you haven't updated your tech. Uh, you know, um, yeah. you know, just little things like that. So again, you're you're, you're spending fan service, but it's there's just it, it didn't add an, anything to the story. It just it just made it more confusing to me. You know, not not again like I'm really confused, but like like I said, it, you're telling me okay, so you sent a ripple that modified time, but then what happened to Ben Affleck? <laughs> you know, like like you know what what's going on here? This doesn't make actual sense at this point. And also, not then why is he older? He's older 10 years prior. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 Flash didn't even land in his present day. Yeah. And this Batman is older. Right, than his current age Batman would be. So I'm like, yeah, it was just one of those things. But I mean, it was, but again, was it good to see him? Yes. Would I want to see a Batman movie of Keaton now? No. Would I want to see Keaton as old man Batman and Batman Beyond? Yes. Fucking yes. Take my money. <laughs> yes. 100%. Shout out to Lady J. That's the only Batman I want to see that's Keaton. Affleck is still better anyway. Yeah. And, <laughs> and with uh, Chris O'Donnell as a retired uh, Nightwing. Stop. Stop it. Stop the madness. <laughs> this movie's already bad enough. Come on. <laughs> It'd be great. Anyway. I said retired Nightwing. So, so let's move along to the fact that, that Zod attacks and they realize there's no Superman. And the fact that he tries to get Batman's help to be able to to find out where they think Kal-El is, and we you know we have the whole Russian silo, that whole thing. That that scene would have been much better if they didn't show it in the previews. Really, I'm getting this argument from someone that wouldn't agree with me that it would have been great to not see Spider-Man in the preview of uh, Civil War. There, there's some there's some <laughs> there's some things that I'm like, you know what, you needed to draw me. And there's some things where I'm like, oh, if you because you weren't going to go see that Avengers movie if you hadn't seen Spider-Man in the trailer, right? Exactly my point. Yeah. And it would have been, the surprise level would have been outlandish. <laughs> you know, but for this movie, you still wouldn't have been that excited to see Supergirl, but it would have been like, oh, wow. Except, you know, we knew all the oh, wows. Yeah. <laughs> see, you got to do what I do and then just have the memory of a goldfish. That way, when you go watch the movie, the trailer isn't in there. And that was brought to you by Dory, the tech. <laughs> <laughs> and not by Dildo. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we feel about Supergirl? She was, I mean, people keep raving. Oh, she was great. I'm like, she was fine. She didn't do much of anything. Like, she looked mad because she had every right to be, and, and she flew around a lot. <laughs> she had almost loved her costume, though. Yes. Yeah, the costume was great. She, that, we're going to see that at Comic Con all oh, around. Yeah, we will. <laughs> she had almost as many lines as Keanu Reeves in John Wick. Wow. <laughs> almost as many. Holy cow. <laughs> Same kind of acting job, yeah. too. You know, I mean, like I said, she was fine. She served her point. I mean, she was immediately aware of all of her Kryptonian abilities, even though she knew she did not have any of them. Uh, so there's always that. But, um, you know, like I said, again, she served her purpose. Evidently, we do know that she enjoys attempting to kill people because she 
had Barry after now she's been taken out and you know she was super weak when they took her out and Barry even without his speed took her to safety da 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 where the sun immediately gave her enough power to kick everyone else's ass mm-hmm. anyhow so turning around when Barry's trying to get his powers back Barry won he decides to toss a bunch of chemicals on him in Bruce Wayne's uh, bat cave and yes. then electrocute himself with a 1930 setup from a Frankenstein movie. I don't understand what the... You don't have just electricity going into your lab? Warner Brothers went deep into their budget and were like, okay, we can't do this. Let's get this from this other old movie. Yeah. You didn't see Igor in, in the background? I was waiting Gore? for him, you know? Yes, master. Paint the sweets right away. <laughs> so, so, you know, he's getting electrocuted. Supergirl's nowhere around. So he's just getting electrocuted. He's nearly, he's at death's door. It didn't work the first time. So she flies down, sees him. Every... Everybody, it's, it's Batman and Barry 2 are in there looking at, at Barry 1, who's like just bleeding and looking like those two guys look as guilty as if they were just caught masturbating together. <laughs> Literally, when she walks in and she just looks at everybody and I'm waiting for her to at least normal reaction, be like, what the hell's going on? Because she was already mad at the world, our earth, because yep. she thinks they're nothing but a bunch of savages at first. Yep. And so she's, that's why she flew away and didn't want to help them. Right. She comes back and sees them torturing somebody and then she doesn't say one word, she just grabs them and then she takes them up to be struck by lightning. And I'm like, what the, you don't know what they were doing. So, <laughs> unless she was the superhero. But again, you yeah. gotta show me. That's an assumption. She, did, she didn't even come no, back I down and go, oh, I heard what you were doing. Yeah. She didn't yeah. even give us that. She just was like, oh, you want him dead? I'll show you how to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't want to explain that one, but the, the assumption is that she heard it. I mean, because, again, it's, just, so it's, yeah. it's, it's because when she went up, right, and you saw that she was hearing everything. Right. So we're assuming that she's still up there hearing everything, and she hears what's going right. on in the back. Yeah, but like I said, again, it's a movie. You had two hours and 24 minutes. You sure. can show me. Or at least throw a line in like, I know what you're trying to do. Let me help. And I'm like, okay, cool. If you cut down the scene with, with the whole Eric Stoltz thing, you yeah. have room for that line. You have room. She could have said it nine times. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they would have been like, yeah, just, just help. Why do you keep saying it? Just help him. <laughs> you know? So now we get to the point where, where now we have the big battle with um, Batman, Supergirl, and the two Flashes. Now Flash 2 using, using um, Batman's armor and repurposing it. Yes, an right. old suit. Right. What, uh, it was, by the way, seeing all those Batman suits were dope. But watching him do that, we're like repurposing the Batman armor to make a, a flash suit for himself, yeah. which doesn't absorb the energy, which they get into a little bit. Reminded me very much of Into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. when 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 um, Miles took one of Peter's old suits and right. repurposed it. Yeah. Just didn't work as well. Right. But did, did anyone else? Was it just me? Like when he was sawing through the ears and spray painting, all I heard was din 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 din. I thought the eighteen. Yeah, it was like the eighteen. But I was like, oh, we're gonna get a tank out of this. I felt like it was like Tony Stark when he's in the cave. He's like like hitting the hammer on on the metal. Yeah, that's what it felt like for me. Also, isn't just 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 saying. Batman suits are supposed to be a little bit more Racket. stronger that he could just take a hacksaw to it and cut the ears off. That's why it was an old suit. Ah, <laughs> that makes sense. This makes, one I'm getting paper cuts through. I should probably improve this. Makes great sense. Now, I, I'll say one thing about the fight sequence for this whole thing, the battle with Zod and with Supergirl and with, you know, all the all the um, Zod, Zod's henchmen and, and that whole fight scene. It was great. Visually, I will say it was one of the better parts of the movie, visually and conceptually, like how 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 the pacing of it went, yeah. you know, all of it. But 
Well, we even sidestepped really fast. I mean, it's not a long story, but even the, the fights, uh, especially the Batman fight in the Russian facility. I'm so sorry. It was a good fight scene. It wasn't, this movie wasn't 100% garbage. Yeah. And yeah. I'll get, we'll get to that when we get to our reviews and stuff like that. But yes. <laughs> we'll um, be giving negative five. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I said it before. Uh, Keaton's stunt double did a great job. Mm-hmm. Great job. Oh, was, that was him. He didn't stunt that one. Yeah, sure. Okay, all right. <laughs> they Ben gayed him up all the <laughs> They just had a they had an IV drip unit of Ben Gay. Like, I can still feel it. <laughs> Let me ask you both. Did you see it coming with the whole younger Barry making making the turn? Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But before we even get to that though, so they're doing their fight. And they're not doing well. Right. Yeah. Even though, I mean, I, again, like Supergirl, like, again, which has nothing to do with the actress, and I'm not shitting on her as the actress, but the Supergirl fight seemed like that part she was good in. And, and it was written well because it was really just all fighting. It was, had nothing to do with words. But, like, her, the way she went after Zod, yeah. it was like, because also by that point, I'm sorry, we left that out. Um, in, this univ- in this timeline that somehow got rewritten because of a can of tomatoes, um, she was coming... Um, in a ship as well as another ship with Kal-El. To protect Kal-El. Right. To, yes. Like, like that story keeps going with her anyhow. And Zod found Kal-El and just tried to get the genetic code up from, remember, Man of Steel? Yep. Stop remembering it now. <laughs> um, and, uh, but Kal-El did not have it in this timeline. So he killed the baby in trying right. to get it out because he needed the blood. Evidently, he doesn't need too much blood. <laughs> so I don't understand why he even, you know, but anyhow, so he killed the baby. So now she's not only mad about the fact that he's trying to destroy people here, she's killed the only other person that she knew from Krypton, plus the one that she was responsible for, plus a baby. And this wasn't even Barry killing a baby this time. ODC, <laughs> ODC. <laughs> you know, so I mean, she was wailing on him like no Superman has ever wailed on his odd, you know. She wailed on him. She, like, like, they went out on a date, and he was like, and we're splitting the check. That's how she went all in Oh, on my God. <laughs> you know what she was saying when, when she was hitting him? That? She's like, you should have read the directions. It said, a little dab will do you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, between that fight and then, of course, Batman helping the Flashes take it down the henchmen, at the end of it, both, both heroes fall, both Batman and Supergirl End up perishing. Yeah. I mean, and, and pretty brutally too. Well, yeah. the Batman one, the first one, made no sense for Batman. He's been shooting at these things that obviously have shields because you can see his bullets and everything, right. and his rockets deflecting. And when he gets his his ship is badly damaged and he's having trouble getting out, I, you know, it's like he's like, oh well, if I'm going to die, I'm taking him with me. I'm like, you already know they wouldn't. And the reason that that's not a Batman thing is he's a strategist. Yes, he's not going to waste that. Nope. <laughs> you know, he's not going to just be like, well, I'm going to die, and I'm just going to do nothing about it, you know. I didn't like that. I mean, I liked the whole idea, but I didn't like that first death because it was like he wouldn't do that, you know. It's funny because I feel like they, they, they took that from the Zack Snyder version of Batman because Batman was originally supposed to go on a kamikaze mission. And, right, 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 right. Yeah, so I'm wondering if they took that idea from that. And so, so I hear what you're saying about the whole, stra- you know, as a strategist, he wouldn't do that. Right. Because well, he knew right. it would have been futile. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> like, if nothing else, he would have at least aimed it towards Zod and hoped for the best. <laughs> you know? Well, you got to remember this one's more. He already gave up being Batman once. So he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm already retired. <laughs> That's true, too. And maybe the pasta sauce was giving him agita and he just didn't care oh, anymore. So, what, what you didn't see is at the last moment, the ejector seat actually did work and he said, Peace out, suckers. Oh, so wait, he's in he Christian Par- bailed it? He's in Paris with Catwoman? Yes. <laughs> so, exactly. So, so then a- a- after both Flashes realized that um, their two main allies and friends, I put them in quotes, um, and they also learned, perish. learned their whole 
touching fingers, diamond, electricity. Oh, I, I didn't even understand about that. that. Like, I'm like, look, again, we've had well, eight of the nine years, or was it only seven of the nine years, of Barry throwing you know, the, the, spi- the lightning from the Speed Force in the TV series. Again, you may not have seen it. That's fine. But I, I this really, one, it's th- like... Don't forget the one time he rode the lightning. That's true, too. Um, and, and the fact that Nora Allen West can use it like a freaking lasso, which yes. I don't even understand any of that. But that's neither here nor there. Um, th- they can take the charge that their body generates and then toss out the extra energy. Right. Um, which you would just think, th- like in the TV show, just throw your arm because you're just tossing off energy. No, 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 no. You've got to do this cute little two-handed double diamond shape with your fingers and thumb. And I'm like, why? I, I, you know, I don't know for a fact who's making these decisions like that in the run. I get the feeling, though, it's Ezra Miller. I really, <laughs> that just felt like this was, this was them going, this would be cool. And no. I, I could have sworn in one, of your, in one of your quick news when we talked about them rewriting the script that Ezra had started helping with the writing, I believe. I thought, at least on one of the rewrites. I remember. Yeah, I, there I, was I, one of the rewrites. I don't know if it was the last one. Because I listened to quick news. Listen, at least he wasn't going around doing finger guns and lightning coming out of it. You know? <sighs> well, that, that's, that's, that is that. <laughs> oh, that wow. probably would have been worse. He was just going to pew, 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 pew. <laughs> well, then you would have known that like Barry, too, then would have had to have done like the... The pelvic thrust forward, like to shoot out some lightning. <laughs> yeah. oh this isn't Spider-Man three, guys. Come on. <laughs> I didn't say he sang. <laughs> or did the, 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 the <laughs> jazz hands? Yeah. So, so let's I'm get, evil. Listen to me snap. <laughs> so let's get into the main portion, which is when they realize that this future is kind of over, un, unless they go back into the Chrono Bowl, ball, whatever, and rewrite time. So they go back. Right so before they're, 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 they're Batman and Superman. They go back like five, like five minutes, right? Or a couple, whatever. As soon as they enter. If I could turn back. No, time. no, Cher just said no. <laughs> and just every single, every single time they go back, the more they go back. They just die a more gruesome way every yeah. time. It was just, at some point, I was just waiting to see them just like, like grab Batman, take off his mask, and just start cutting him with a thousand different <laughs> paper cuts. You know, I'd be like, how do you have time for this? <laughs> you know? And each time, Barry, too, gets one more piece of armor. I will, I will inside of him. I will say this. At least they had it so that Barry realized some of his errors. Like He's like watching Barry, too, say, no, we can go back and fix it. Come on. And you see Barry just kind of like, not like, like he just realized that this, it can't be this right. way anymore. I did like that part. No, that part was absolutely great. And if, and it won't ever be, but if there was going to ever be a sequel or actually just even a whole series of these movies with somebody else <laughs> as The Flash doing it much better and different, um, it would really have been, even though, as we're about to lead up to, and no surprise already, that the thing that pushed um, Barry one out of the chrono ball was. The few, it was Barry too, just aged now and, and just basically crazy at this point. Um, still trying to fix time. Creating a paradox. Right, creating a paradox. Um, and we'll get to that horrible CGI mess in a moment. But if they didn't go that route and there was actually a good movie that with the possibility of being sequels, this would have been the perfect different Zoom. Mm-hmm. This would have actually been the, this actually would have been the wow, best right. creation you're of right. Zoom. That it's, it's Barry trying to fix something that he can't fix. And he's just gone crazy to the point that he's attacking even himself. Right. Now, that would, now that would have been like, wow, this is a Zoom I can watch. You know? Right. So um, going on to the next thing. Their representation of the multiverse seems really weird with the whole different world, like mm-hmm. shape stuff and then crashing into each other. It was kind of interesting to see 
like the different versions of, of their well explain what's going on there like so so you see as Barry 2 keeps going back I mean because he's just bang 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 it's, it's yeah. causing the multiverse to collapse so you, you get to see the glimpses of the other worlds where one was that uh, Superman movie with Christopher Reeve uh, yeah, that the old yes. oh George Reeves sorry George Reeve. Reeves Reeves excuse that, me that one you also see the Superman movie that was never created with, with Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage and the giant spiders when I I think it was the only person at the moment before I even saw Spider-Man when I saw the spider yes I was like oh my god I know exactly I just he saw, I, I, was with Robert, I just started laughing because I knew exactly what that was I was with Jay I was with Lady Jay yeah. and, and she was like what are you ooing about I'll tell you later yeah yeah I had to, I had to whisper over to Rob I was like well, this is why the spider thing is there yeah, right <laughs> you know? and Mike uh Tensed a little bit when you saw the spider. <laughs> Never. Uh, um, then you have the... We had Christopher Reeve Christopher and Reeves. Helen Slater. Yeah. It was just great to see them both there it, together. It was, it was really cool. I liked that one. But it looked so bad. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I said. We haven't started talking about the CGI. It was it, hideous, horrible. You know. Oh, it, we saw Adam West. Uh, yes. That was actually yes. pretty cool. But you don't see any other version of The Flash, which I thought was like really weird. I'm sure Grant Gustin's like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, I'm really good. I don't need any more of that. But yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, I guess they could have showed um, John Wesley's ship, you know, but, but that was the CW Flash. And, you know, you don't want people thinking about a good Flash when you're, sh when you're showing this movie. Yes, that is true. Because <laughs> that's by that point the only Flash there is, even though they did have Jay Garrick, but there wasn't anyone that played him besides John Wesley's ship. And it yeah. wasn't him. And it was the guy, and I don't know the actor's name, the guy that played Hunter Zol Solomon. Mm-hmm. Zoom in Flash season three right. or two, whichever year that was. I forget which one. It's People thought it was him. And even he has said, he goes, it's not me. The guy just looks an awful lot like me. And then the studio's like, yeah, yeah, no. We designed this off of nobody because it's just a, a CGI character. But So they don't really have any other Flashes at that point. Yeah. So, but so that that's going on. And then you see those spheres of, I guess, universe colliding onto each other. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was... a weirdest way to represent it but you know i mean visually it looked interesting but uh, it, i didn't even think it, it looked incomplete that's yeah. the other thing it, it looked it looked like because the, they looked like video game silhouettes i, I wanted to hear like you know what it, it, it reminded me of the the first um the first way they did moving pictures where it was like that light source with right. the spinning mm -hmm. wheel right that's what it looked like right you know it's a cyclo something i can't think of the name yeah of it looked just like that, but in, on a sphere with layers on top of each other. In, with 2023 technology. Yeah. And, and, and I'm surprised Mike didn't mention anything about using somebody's images and likeness. Oh, I'm... I was waiting, I was waiting no, for it. Th that is... It's so distasteful at this point. I, you know, especially... I don't care about the estates. and that, I, I'm, I'm sure these families are grateful to be getting money, especially if they didn't, you know, weren't in the millions of, of, of earning dollars beforehand. But it's just like, I just feel it's distasteful for Hollywood, for nostalgia's sake. We're not talking about if they were talking about Superman in a different way or the other characters. This is just to pump up your failing movie because you're, 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 you're using nostalgia to block that you don't have a great script. And I thought that was very distasteful. You know, I mean, seeing George Reeves was great. You know, that's the, for those, you know, that was the TV series, um, Superman in black and white. Uh, the one that thought the humans were just really stupid. <laughs> they could not realize he was him with the glasses on. Um, but, uh, I, I didn't like that, you know. And you figured the everybody they showed except for uh, Nicholas Cage and Helen Slater are dead. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, which is why they were probably able to get away with, with, with real fast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because we there was no Cavill because even though they said Henry Cavill, they did not show him. Yeah, they said they actually have scenes, but they didn't use any of them. Yeah. So, yeah. so they didn't show they didn't show Cavill. They didn't show um, Bale. They didn't show. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of people. Yeah. That he's like, well, I mean, they, I would have. I mean, you know, what's going on uh, with? Uh, I always ruin the guy's name, but in Superman and Lois now. Let alone oh, yeah. uh, Lois and Superman, <laughs> you know, like, so you have Dean Cain is still around. I mean, yeah. you know, he'd be chubby man, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Dean alone. Leave Dean alone. But, I mean, it, I do feel like I, I wouldn't, I understand what you're saying is it's tasteful. I just felt like it was cheap. And it was. Like, like, it was, like it was it cheap. Like, 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 like it, it was a it was way, it, in wrestling, they call something a cheap pop. They do certain things that they know to get the audience aroused or to get a reaction and something really stupid like if you if you're in Arkansas and you insult Arkansas right. you're going to get a reaction from the crowd yeah. it felt like that like they did something cheap to be able to get a reaction from the audience yeah. by including all these people now I like the idea of saying you know what cuz this was DC's opportunity to say you know what this is one universe or this I mean this is one giant multiverse and everything you've ever seen is part of the framework mm-hmm. and it just they just didn't do it well. But the, the saddest part is they did it better with Crisis on Infinite Earth yes. on the CW because they used all the current things that were going on. Again, when you're once you're of a certain age, unless you're a nerd that really goes back and we also first of all know that most anybody under the age of 40 is not even glancing at black and white. Yeah. Okay. So George Reeves done. You know, he's not even going to be seen. It's you're trying to do nostalgia from a young audience that doesn't know who most of these people are. Even seeing Michael Keaton full flash, it's like, even if I'm not saying that no one's younger than 30 has seen Batman from the 80s, but they don't have a connection to Batman of the 80s. So when he dies, did you lose it? In any kind of way, when he died, I mean, like, I mean, and we have a connection to them. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, eh. So imagine people that were like, uh, you know, my dad or my older uncle watched that movie, and I watched it once with them. They certainly didn't care. So you bring up this nostalgia, and it doesn't even have the effect that you want. You know, these people don't know Christopher Reeves as Superman. I'm not saying they haven't seen the movie, but he doesn't mean anything to them. Yeah. Certainly, almost no one has seen Supergirl with Helen Slater, and don't ever watch that movie <laughs> you know um, you know and obviously Nicolas Cage you know like unless you know the story about right. him having been and I know there was a documentary but how many people watch that right you know? so it sounds like you're saying that, that the, the choices they made to, to, to do this whole reminiscent thing not only was obscure but it it didn't land the way they wanted it to land yeah, I, because their audience isn't gonna the, those people they're showing it's not gonna resonate with the audience they have in, in yeah, exactly. the seat right there exactly yeah Oh, I, mean, I didn't mean to, to paraphrase. No, I, no, appreciate it. I, appreciate <laughs> I was just trying to digest it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. It's a good point. Hundred percent. So, so then you have, I mean, then you have Barry fight. You know, I, I want to call him fake Savitar or Zoom better, because um, he looked like Savitar. Oh, he yeah. did look like Savitar. He, <laughs> and, and then you know, Bar- um, Barry two saves Barry one, which I was like, oh, the redemption arc, and, and you know, now Barry. Always. Yes, always. Um, and then Barry realizes, you know what? I can't do this. I have to let my mom die. Can't lie. That was touching. No, that was that it, part it, hit me in the feels in yeah. a place. But you know what? If the movie was better, it would have hit me better. Right. I was just about to say it. It. I got the feelings that they wanted, just not all and not as intense. And you know, um, and luckily, you know, Barry, you know, realized he has to let his mom die, and he does this touching scene. That that hug was wonderful. Yes. That yes. hug hit me. That that one that one hurt. You know, um, you've ever lost a parent or you know whatever reason it it hurts when yep. you think about that. Um, but luckily, you know. Barry, you know, is letting that happen. And then, you know, of course, he's not going to change anything because he's already learned his lesson. So, you know, maybe he'll like, you know, 
He's going to go and look and see who actually killed his mom. So in his time period, he can actually have the person arrested. And, oh, he doesn't do that. That would only make sense. Yeah. But, but here's what I'll say. And, and I don't want to play the other side of the point because we're going to go way too much into that. But do you think that that was a smart idea? Not for, not for script, but for like the story. Like, let's not focus on the killer because that's a whole other thing we could do for a sequel. I think that's why they did it. That's why they didn't focus on the killer but at this point it would be pointless i mean you know like it's like why didn't you do that because what he ends up doing by trying to get what is it oh his dad looks up he he moves the can up right so that his dad looks up which is changing the future Mm -hmm. if you had just seen who killed your mom and had him or her pay the price in the present time you've changed nothing because it's now the future you're dealing with you've changed the past again Yes. <laughs> Bring back information of who the person is and then find yes. some sort of evidence that would tie them exactly. to the murder. Exactly. You know, but you know, or hell, go rogue and kill him. I don't care. At this <laughs> wow. point at this point I don't care. You've already ruined my flash, but you but say yes, you know. uh, Favator Barry. Fake Savator. I, I saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. Good Connect job. the dots. No, no, he's good. He's good. So Favator Barry, look, this is the guy that killed our mother. Go get him. But that was the other thing, too. Like, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand Barry 2's motivation. Because, again, the, the plot doesn't work. So you're in a whole different timeline, a whole different one. Mm-hmm. Your mom's alive. Mm-hmm. He's not going to kill your mother. Mm-hmm. He's just going back to fix his own timeline. Mm-hmm. Your timeline's going to exist because it exists. Mm-hmm. So He's also not the smartest. Um, yeah, but I mean, but, but even the other Barry wasn't like, oh, no, 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 this will work out. No, it was just, I'm going to have to go. And I'm like, but it's. They're their own timeline. Like, just, like, let's put it this way. Because if, that, if this is the same timeline, then the world got destroyed. So there you go. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember the scene <laughs> right, right after Barry. Is it after? Or before he gets his powers. Right, gets his powers back mm-hmm. in the Batcave. And him and uh, Bruce Michael Keaton are having a conversation and talking about um, who they, they lost. Right? And how he doesn't want the other barrier to have to go through that. And then the other barrier is actually there listening. I think that's like his motivation there so that uh, Barry 1 doesn't have to. He's trying to perfect, save that world so that Barry 1 doesn't have to go back to a world where. No, but he, kept, well, I mean, but he kept saying, you're going to kill my mom. I mean, I understand it's technically-ish the same person. I mean, not really. But it's like, he's not killing your mom. He's killing his own mom. You know, <laughs> guy B. Um, I mean, okay, all right. Let's, he's not killing his mom. He's just allowing his mom to get right, killed. right. But I mean, again, but it's still not Barry Two's mom. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. Like, he's saying Barry's, Barry Two's not um, not getting affected in any way by this if you left it alone. Right. So Barry One, Barry Two, Barry One, Barry Two, Two One, One Two, One Two, One Two. Code. Yeah. Nice. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> or like like Mom had said, and you know, not every problem has a solution. Sometimes you just have to let it go, which actually should have been the title of the last script that they wrote, (laughs) (laughs) you know, which would have done a lot more. Um, Yeah. So like, I I didn't understand his motivation because it just wasn't working for me. I I mean, I get it in some sense, but not enough. Yeah. Well, well, let's, let's land, let's land us home and talk about the ending. So Barry comes back to, to what he thinks is, is this time. He, he, you know, his mother obviously ends up dying. He did move the can on a higher shelf so that when they were back in court and they, the film footage, they were able to show that we could see that his dad was in the store, therefore not being framed for his mom's murder. And everybody feel like it's a happy ending. And then he gets a call from Bruce outside the courthouse, outside the courthouse. 
where he's hanging out with Boris, um, boring Iris West. And he's like, oh, yeah, you Maybe know. The crowd look bored around it. <laughs> and then. Boris? Yeah. Boris. Stop. Um, and then Batman pulls up in his car as Bruce Wayne. And we see that, dun, 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 kind of Mike mentioned it in the synopsis. It's not Keaton or Affleck. It's George Clooney. Wah, wah, wah. Why? But why? Because he changed the time again. And evidently, only the Batmans change in different times. Like, that, that can of tomato soup is something else. That's good. I think they should look in it. Uh, it wasn't tomato soup. It was oh, uh, I'm sorry, just tomato, tomato sauce. It was can of tomatoes. No, it's not any tomatoes. Yeah. I really, Crushed tomatoes. Yeah. I really feel like, because I've, I've been listening to a lot of people talking about what, what's been on the cutting room floor, there's two things they mentioned. The one guy that saw the movie, the guy from Screen Crush, had mentioned the ending wasn't like that. The original ending was... Um, the same thing where Barry's talking to um, Bruce. Bruce comes out of the car. You see his foot come out of the car. You don't see Bruce. Yeah, and, then, and then Barry goes, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Right. And then it cuts into the ending, which I would have been better with. Because then you leave it at, like, you know, it could have been, it's obviously not Michael Keaton. It's, uh, he messed up the timeline, but we don't see George Clooney. Because George Clooney is always going to be attached. George Clooney will always be attached to that horrid ass Batman. I love that. What you cracks me? It just it cracks me up. It's just, but it's a bad bat. I mean, but I mean, he already says that he ruined Batman. So you know, George is. It's not like George is coming back. Like yeah, they oh, no, 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 no. I, mean, I have no problem with George. George. I have no problem with George being there. I love George. See, see, to me, it doesn't matter one way or the other because it doesn't matter if it's George, Val Kilmer, or not seen because you still screwed up. It's like you learned nothing. Like in other words, I just watched two hours and 20 out of 224 minutes of you two have not learned one thing. You know, so like once again, you're Homer Simpson that caused the problem. Mm. You fixed the problem, Don't. still didn't learn from it and caused another problem. Don't. You know, <laughs> you know, like so we don't have any idea of what's about, like, you know, like the, the, the decimators can come and just destroy the earth right now. I mean, we don't know at this point. So I'm like, it just it's annoying of an ending no matter which way you go because you're like that's not Barry he just wouldn't do that he would have learned his lesson well you know? that's not the Barry we know right so I wonder where does he have to move the tomatoes so that we get Christian a <laughs> no so that we get an animated uh, Batman voiced by Kevin Conroy in, in in like live action Can you imagine <laughs> if like he walked out and you see animated Bruce Wayne voiced by Kevin Conroy <laughs> hey, if, if Across the Spider-Verse ha, ha, has live action and cartoon interacting they could do it too yeah. that would have been a lot and then the other ending they said was supposed to be Keaton was going to be there still Keaton was going to be the at Batman at the same time no 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 oh. no Clooney it was going to be Keaton coming out of the car right and so basically which saying, is what I was expecting because again I don't watch or listen to any of the previews I was like oh okay it'll probably oh, no, I heard Keaton about again. afterwards but, no I'm just saying I, so I was expecting Keaton and, and then I was like oh we're just going to go even worse and, and Supergirl was supposed to be there too right oh, but that doesn't make any sense <laughs> either exactly you know? I mean my, my thing though is like you have to give it to the universe there, there's got to be something up with it because according to this movie if you think about it Barry's mom kills Superman and ages Bruce Wayne by 21 years. This is why she had to die. Like this was literally the reason she had to die in the scheme of the universe. And I know everybody's looking at their clock saying, "We they've done 130. This is how bad this movie is." Yes. And, 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 well, this is how, I'm sorry. This is how problematic. There's parts of the movies that work. Oh yeah. There's parts of the movies that, that are interesting and awesome and, and fun to watch on cable. 
Yeah. But I do want to add one thing, too. Go for it. This movie is, it's it's getting hammered for a lot of reasons. A lot of it is uh, because of all the stuff that went down with Ezra Miller. Right. A lot of it is because of all the things we've just talked about for the last hour, which I didn't even realize that much time had gone by. Um, you know, bad CGI, bad writing, uh, bad acting, bad, lots of other things. Um, it's not the worst DCEU film out there. In other right. words, like, because even if I, you know, and I'll get to, you know, we'll, when we do reviews, we'll get to reviews. Um, you know, Flash and the Fury, Fury of the Gods was absolute garbage to me. Oh, wait, Which Flash, was, you mean Shazam? I'm sorry, Shazam. Shazam, Fury of the Gods was absolute garbage. That was to me worse than Black Adam, which I, you know, will tell you flat out, it's a horrible movie. This one is better than both, and it is suffering worse than either of them. Wow. Money-wise. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's way worse than all of them. Wow. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of black backlash that's coming from other areas. And DC, it's like, they, they were like, oh, well, you, know, you know, when they were keeping this movie, and the reason when they, I, I forget what is the guy's name, Zara, whatever the guy's name that's in charge now. Of, oh, yeah. Um, um, the other guy, the other yeah. guy with a gun. No, 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 no. The guy that's in charge now of them. I can't think of, of his Discovery? name. Discovery? Yeah, like I can't. He has an odd name with a Z, and I can't think of it right now. Yeah, but like one of the reasons when they got rid of Batgirl, he was just like, you know, we're trying to keep the integrity of the DCEU property and stuff. I'm like, you kept this, <laughs> you know, like this is what you thought was keeping the. Well, I mean, I'm like, well, considering I wasn't a fan of your universe, I guess maybe that is the integrity. <laughs> he just know? liked the money. Nice, yeah, very possible. I'm gonna use a, a joke that my daughter used on me. Shout out to Riley, um, because he said, "This is what integrity is. This is what you're doing, integrity." Riley tells me a joke the other day. She goes, um, ask me what one plus one is. And I go, what's one plus one? She goes, four. And I go, one plus one is not four. She goes, no, I'm saying how much I, I'm saying it is. Like, basically saying that people have different ideas of what, you know, other things can be. Right. Like, like, for, like, like fake news or, mm -hmm. or, or like alternate facts. Right. People have different ideas of what, right. what integrity is. And, and unfortunately... DC DC's going to have a lot more of a hard time, even though James Gunn's in charge. Oh, yeah, there's not. I mean, we'll see where we go. I mean, you know, we've already talked about it in, in quick news time and stuff like that. I mean, I hope things go well. I, I don't think that James Gunn is the savior they think he is. I hope, please hope to be wrong. But at the same time, too, you know, you're you're bringing in someone because you've crapped all over the bed at this point And, you know, slowly but surely, superhero fatigue, especially with the way the superhero movies are being made, is happening. Yeah. You're kind of bringing someone in to save you know, like, well, there's still, you know, three people left on that sinking boat. You know, the th other thousands are dead. Can you save them? You know? Yeah. Well, now we just have to wait and see what Blue Beetle gives us. And Aquaman. There's Aquaman. Well, Blue Beetle is the start of the new universe. Of, of the new universe, yeah. Anything else we want to go into before we go into renaming and ratings? No. And, and like I said, this episode was long, but it was needed. Because there was so it, this movie, like Mike said, was two hours and twenty four minutes. minutes. Mm -hmm. There's a it was very dense. So I'm just like Barry too. Wow, I think that's that's appropriate. Yo, we, you, he's been on a roll today. I don't know what's going on with that. All right, let's go he's for it. Have to ice his finger. <laughs> it needs it. Renaming the movie, Ralph. The Flash. If I could turn back time, I would and rewrite this movie. Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep it simple. The Flash, much to do about nothing. Fast. <laughs> Mike? The Flash, nine years a bomb. <laughs> nine years a bomb. Wow. <laughs> um, let's go into ratings for The Flash. Ralph? I give The Flash five spectacular bat stuntmen out of ten. Hmm. See, I'm, I'm going to give it 
just because there was still some redeemable qualities. Six babies in a microwave out of ten. <laughs> Mike? Yeah, that's a lot of babies in a microwave. I give it a five, and a, a five and a half. That's where you keep Superman in the big scrotum out of ten. <laughs> sometimes their humor hit, but sometimes it felt like out of place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. The Flash. Don't run to see it. But, well, guys, don't, oh, right? <laughs> but guys, don't go anywhere. Rocket Review is next. Hello, this is Ralph the Tech, bringing you another Rocket Review. This week, I'll be talking about the 2022 computer animated movie, Luck. It was directed by Peggy Holmes and premiered exclusively on Apple TV+. It stars Eva Novozada as Sam Greenfield, an orphan who has been plagued with bad luck for most of her life, and Simon Pegg as Bob, a black cat from the land of luck. Sam's luck changes one day when she shares a panini with a black cat, Bob, and finds that he has left behind a penny. Sam soon discovers that this is no ordinary penny, but a lucky penny, and wishes to use that luck to help her friend get adopted from the orphanage. But before she makes it back to the orphanage, she inadvertently ends up flushing the penny down the toilet. This leads Sam to discovering the secret of the world of luck and the delicate balance that must be maintained between good luck and bad luck. With Bob at her side, Sam hatches a plan to steal the penny to bring it back to get her friend adopted. But along the way, catastrophe ensues which almost destroys the land of luck but in the end they manage to put everything back where it needs to be overall luck is a fun and enjoyable movie with a good moral at the end i would definitely recommend it for everyone to watch i give luck eight lucky pennies out of ten this has been my rocket review and now geeks on the go go now with bad time travel i think you're gonna say now with less flash <laughs> i was waiting for that seriously no it's just really bad time travel yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of cr- chrono ball ball whatever <laughs> well, it was the chrono ball that led to the chrono bowl how's that <laughs> that, 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 that that does work too bad the rest of the movie doesn't work <laughs> if only it was a chrono ball where everybody's just dancing with clocks oh there you go oh my gosh all right anyway you know the segment <laughs> i give quick questions they give quick answers on all things geek and we've made it under a minute more times than you realize and they've been hating less times than i've actually feel comfortable about because when they don't hate i feel like it's right around the corner what are you talking about we always are oh you know we're professionals. Exactly. We're Professionally what? <laughs> that's, a very that's, sub- that's a need to know basis. Yeah, 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 it's a very subjective term. We come at this with, we come at this with open minds. <laughs> and long answers. Sometimes. Hey, you give us the essay long questions, so. All right, well, well let's, let's start doing these essay long questions. Ready, set, go. Name the DC film that is a perfect example of what's been wrong with DC films. Mike. Shazam, when he says the magic word and becomes the Flash. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> uh, the one we just talked about. Oh, okay. Wow, damn. <laughs> All right. If you could start a comic book company and you could only hire one artist, dead or alive, who would you hire? Ralph. I mean, it has to be the one and only 
JP Deshaun. Come on. Oh, wow. Wait till I tell him. Come on. The man can draw and write his own story. For me, it would be Gene Colan. I knew you were going to go for Gene Colan. He's a great artist. Or was. Or Sutton Cavage. You know you got a minute, right? Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm filling it up because I'm still going to get it. Throw Uh, me a minute. (laughs) How should DC tackle the next movie of The Flash? Either recast Barry Allen or get an actor to play Wally West. Ralph. Uh, Write a better story. Wow. Mike. Uh, Put Avengers Endgame in a Flash DVD box. (laughs) Nice. And once again... <laughs> we make it under a minute? No. Press, press it. No. Press it. No. Press the button. All those years of me losing, I feel like I'm winning now. This is great. I feel like Boston. <laughs> Mikey doesn't realize that we're lulling him into a false. Wow. It's the falsus. Oh, it's a real. All this, right. This is the Venezuelan butt of false insecurity. Wow. <laughs> All right. Shout outs. Do we have any shout outs, gentlemen? It's a. Sh- um, yes. I would like to say to all you listeners out there, we would love to hear from you. We have an email address that we've been using for many, many years. We do. Stop texting us. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us about, about the show on the show's email. So our email is m22lcmr at gmail.com. Uh, we got to get a better one. I know. Yeah, we do got to get a better one. I'm working on it. You know, How hard is it to get another one? It's not like I'm a tech guy or something. No, you know? that's not true. That's true. <laughs> Ralph the fraud. <laughs> but let us know. Tell us, you know, send us an email. If you want to send us uh, carrier pigeons, we are accepting them, but just make sure that they don't poop everywhere. This is not the WhatsApp commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Mike? No, nothing in particular. Just shout out to everybody. Don't be breathing in that bad air. Canada, stop sending us your smoky wood smell. We don't need it. I, why can't we just put like a, a rug under the door while Canada's like smoking over there or something like that? You know, <laughs> <laughs> let's put the rug under the, the you know the upper part of the U.S. Well, we put up a whole bunch of no smoking signs, but they don't care. Yeah, that's, that's bad. <laughs> but uh, no, I just want to thank everybody for listening, and we're moving into the holiday. Hopefully, we will get this episode up fast. So let's see. It's it's. Let's just put it this way: it's almost the Fourth of July when you're hearing this. So let's see how, how quickly we can get it up. Yeah, yeah. How quickly we can get it up. Oh, that sounds like a f- over 40-year-old thing. It'll be up in a flash. Oh. Uh, you really waited for that one, huh? Oh, yes. Everybody uh, in the cartoon, whenever Jay Garrick would say that, everyone's like, oh, did he really say that? Right. <laughs> you know. um, my shout-out to the usual suspects. Everybody that we shout-out, obviously, Lady J, Emmons from Marvel, um, Joe the Intern, um, Big Daddy Kev, Johannes, South Carolina, Tinkerbell, um... And actually, I want to just shout out my boys here, who I love very much, who hung out with me on my 47th birthday this past week. And That is 20 years older than me. Wow. The lies continue. The lies continue. But okay. 47, why does your birth certificate say 1800? Why are you join in with them? <laughs> I, if we had a four-man podcast, I would want somebody to be on my side. Joe the intern, can you join the podcast for one thing? You so, would lose. Don't be so concerned about what his birthday says. You should read when the end date is. Wow. That is true. That is true. Morbid as hell. But join us for the next one when it's just Ralph and I. (laughs) We saw the ratings on that episode. Not very good. What are you talking about? That was the most listened to episode ever, especially since we were talking about Doctor Who. Oh, God. We'll never do that again. That's true, too. Never do that again. (laughs) But um, I guess that's it, everybody. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. All right. So for Mike, also known as MFG and RT Squared, Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And hey, thanks for helping us with the with the um, Comic-Con tickets. You know who you are.